Hi there and welcome to Global Heart Church. Uh, I'm Jared Keane, a senior pastor, and wherever you are tuning in from around the world today, really, really hope and pray that in our planning of this message that it's going to really inspire you for the great journey that you are on and uh, for the great calling that you have in your own life. So enjoy the message and really pray that it's a blessing to you today. All right. How are we? Tonight I'm going to talk on distractions, Exhibit A. Distractions. And the message title for tonight is The Distraction Dilemma. Talking about another distraction, I know that's going to distract me more. Could you please open that for me? Because I know that. Thank you. Yes, please. Thank you. All right. We, are you ready? Are we ready? I'm ready now. Sorry. We live in a world of distraction, hey? There are so many things in this world that are fighting for our attention, pulling our focus from here to there. And um, we have a massive distraction dilemma. Does anyone else see that? Pastor Jordan, great. Anyone else see that we have a distraction dilemma? Colossians 3 verse 2 in the Amplified says, Set your mind and keep focused habitually on the things above, the heavenly things, not on things that are on the earth, which have only temporal value. You know, God encourages us to keep focused on Him. Keep focused on the things of heaven, not on the things of earth. Keep focused on what is eternal, not on things that are temporal. Not just as a one-off, but to actually make it a habit in our lives that we daily make um, a decision to really focus our hearts and our minds on Him. He tells us to set our minds and keep focused on what's eternal because He knows that we as humans live in a very distracted world and, if you're like me, have a big tendency to be distracted. Distraction can come in so many different ways. We can be distracted even with our serving and doing for God. Like Martha in the Bible, um, who invited Jesus into her house while Jesus was sitting there in her house teaching and, and chatting, she missed out on actually being with him because she was so busy doing and serving. You know, I am a Martha, I admit. That is actually something that I need to cons- like consistently and continually check that actually my doing for God and my serving for God um, does doesn't outweigh uh, my being with God. Luke 11 verse 42 says, What sorrow awaits you Pharisees, for you are careful to tithe even the tiniest income from your herb gardens, but you ignore justice and the love of God. You should tithe, yes, but do not neglect the more important things. We need to be careful not to get so caught up in the religious practices and forget about the most important thing, which is our relationship with God, our devotion to our intimacy with God. We can be distracted by the chaos around us. Yeah, getting caught up in um, the drama of of things going on, the challenges around us, um, potentially things that happen to us, but also challenges in other people's lives or in the world around us, on the news. Um, There is a lot of drama and a lot of challenges going on, a lot of drama, especially on Facebook, yeah? Uh, We can be distracted by our worldly or fleshy desires. Things that the world say is important for us to, um, and necessary for us to be successful or to be happy and fulfilled. Like popularity, likes, keeping up with the cool kids, or like people used to say, keeping up with the Joneses. 
distracted by chasing money or chasing comfort or chasing lifestyles or chasing feelings. Distracted uh, can be, like we can be distracted by the, the fleshy fix of scrolling on Instagram or scrolling through Marketplace, finding things to buy. Watching a few episodes, anyone like Marketplace? Yep, that's me. Sorry. As parents, of, oh, oh, the, the Netflix episodes, you're like, I'll just watch one. And then they leave it on the cliffhanger. I'll just watch another one. Oh, flip, they've left it on another I'll just watch another one. I just get distracted very easily. As parents, I need to drink. Sorry. As parents, we can get distracted by trying to give our kids all of the opportunities under the sun, trying to do our best, what's best for them, but we can actually get distracted and caught up in that and it can pull us away from what's actually really important. We can be distracted by the future, getting caught up in tomorrow and not being present in today. And all of these things aren't bad, yeah? They're not bad, but they can become bad when they distract us from what is important, which is our salvation and our devotion to Jesus and building his house. The Bible scholar Vaughan says, earthly things are not all evil, but some of them are. Even things harmless in themselves become harmful if permitted to take the place that should be reserved for the things above. So giving our kids, like I said before, an opportunity to play sport isn't bad. But I'd suggest it can become problematic if it means that they can't be in the house of God each week, building friendship, growing in community, growing in the things of God. Watching Netflix, 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 watching Netflix isn't bad. But it can be if it's, if it's what we do to distract us from spending time with Jesus or if it's what we do to escape our challenges rather than actually going to Jesus with our challenges. Being aware of what's happening around the world isn't bad, but it can become bad when we become so focused on the challenges of the world that it starts to cause anxiety and fear and stress in us. Planning for the future isn't a bad thing, it's a good thing. But it can be if we're getting so focused in the future that we're missing out on what God's trying to do within us in the now. It can have massive impacts when we're not present in the now, especially on our relationships. You know, so many people come and they experience Jesus and they find grace and peace and forgiveness in Him. And they really honestly have the best intention of wanted to, wanting to follow. I haven't looked over here for a while. I'm so sorry. They've had, they've had the best intention um, to follow Him and live their lives for Him. But then after a few weeks or months, they've dropped off and we don't see them anymore. And it's not because they've intentionally said, stuff this, I don't want to do this anymore. Some of them, some people do, but I'm not talking about those people. I'm talking about the people who have the best intentions to really follow Jesus. And they start walking with him, but then a distraction comes. Yeah, then another. And one little distraction at a, distraction at a time, one little commitment at a time, they've completely veered off the course that God has for them. The distraction could come in the form of a relationship, a job, a hobby, a party, a commitment, a thought, a feeling, an old lifestyle or an old friend. It's easy to get distracted. You know, we say yes to one commitment on a Friday or a Sunday. And then another commitment comes up on a Friday and a Sunday. And then before we know it, we haven't been to church in weeks because we've had other things on and our life is full and we've become distracted from what's eternal to satisfy the earthly 
We can be distracted in our daily time with God. We say, God, I'll sit down with you. I'll spend time with you in just a minute. I'm just going to go do this. Yeah? Anyone do this? Anyone done? Well, gee. Great. Thank you. Um, I'll just do the washing up or I'll just go and put a load on or I'll just wash this up or I'll just watch an episode of this or I'll just play a game of this. And then before you know, five hours is gone and then I've got to go pick up the kids and then I've got no time to actually spend time with God because the kids, one in particular, is very demanding of my time. And then I lie down in bed and I'm like, oh Lord, I'm so sorry. I didn't prioritise you and I got distracted. If I don't wake up in the morning and go for my walk with God and spend a moment reading the Word and just worship and pray, if I don't do that straight away, then chances are I'm probably not going to actually spend time with God. I need to do it first thing. You know, a definition of distraction is something that prevents someone from concentrating on something else. Another definition is being mentally disordered, unsettled, or mad. This is quite confronting because I'm a very distracted person. Extreme agitation of the mind. That's another uh, definition or nervousness. And I honestly can relate to this. Focus is not my strength, strong point and I'm trusting God to help me with this and I'm on a journey and slowly, <laughs> slowly I'm growing in this and He is helping me. But I am sharing tonight from someone who struggles with, with this. Yeah, I'm sharing with someone who is a distracted person. I am potentially the queen of distraction. <laughs> Does anyone have a drink if you'd like a drink? I feel bad drinking when no one else is. Um, does anyone ever go to the shops to buy like one thing and then come out with like 20 other things that they don't even need and forget that one thing? So I will literally, yeah, I will literally, no, I get 20, Pastor Jared. I literally get so many. So I will go into the shops. I'm like, milk, we just need milk, just milk. And I'm talking to myself, just go straight to the milk, go to the milk, go to the milk. And then I'm like, oh, yellow stickers. And like the yellow little special stickers are like my worst nightmare. They distract me because I'm like, oh, Kinder Surprise is on like 40% off. Oh, the donuts are on special. Oh, strawberries are only $2.50, flip. So then I get all of these things and then I go to the cashier and I walk to the car and I get in the car and I'm like, I've got milk. (laughs) Got everything else that I didn't need, but I've got milk. And then I wake up the next morning and the kids are like, mum, there's no milk for my breakfast. I'm like, yep, I'm so bad. I'm so sorry. And I love, I love being a carnival mum, a sports carnival mum. I am that really loud cheerer. But I also very much suck at being a carnival mum because I'm so distracted. And so I'm waiting and waiting for my kids to have their turn of racing, but then I get distracted chatting. And so then halfway through, I've noticed that it's actually my kids' race. And so then I'm trying to film their race. And they're like, why are you only filming like the last half of my race? I'm like, it's the best part. It's the most important part. No. Or... It's true. Ask any other school mums who some of some people at school have actually started like filming and sending me there. <laughs> or the worst is when I actually, Kylie, you've sent me photos of my kids when they've got certificates at school. I completely forget, walk out the door and I'm getting photos from from like from Kylie and other lovely people that look after me in my distraction when I've walked out because I've just forgotten. 
Another, another thing that I do is like I'm filming. If I'm actually prepared and I'm actually focused, I like film my kids. I'm not actually filming, just so you know. I'm like filming my kids like race and I'm feeling and then I get really excited. I'm like, yes, yes. And I'm like filming, but then I realise like they're there and my camera's like over there. So they're like, mum, what are you doing? Anyway, I'm very distracted. When I was in Montreal last year, I was so excited because we saw squirrels. And squirrels are something we only see in movies here. And um, I'm puffed now from jumping. Um, And anyway, so I was driving on two different occasions. I honestly nearly caused a car accident because I was chatting with two of the ladies, well, different times, the lady that was driving me. And then I was like, oh my gosh, squirrels, squirrels. And she's like, got such a fright and nearly veered off the road. That happened two times. I was like, you know the dog from um, uh, The Secret, Secret Life of Pets? You know that movie? Like, squirrel. Like, that's me. I see something, squirrel. Or I see a rabbit, like on the road, rabbit. Um, yes. Anyway, um, I think when we get distracted, it can cause us harm and it can cause other people harm. Ethan went for a bike ride the other day and when he was waiting for a, a car to cross, uh, when he was waiting at the road to cross, a car got distracted or the driver got distracted and nearly clipped up, or clipped up on the curb and nearly got where he was standing. When we get distracted, it can be dangerous, not just for us, but for other people. Last story. Last weekend, we were driving to Ross's parents' house. We've been there many times. They live in Darlington. It's about a 45-minute drive. And um, we'd, we um, got a little bit surprised by a detour that took us somewhere. And so then I had to actually direct us where we were going. And Ross was driving. And um, it was a little bit stressful. But I got distracted because Chase, our five-year-old, showed a little bit of um, interest in the Beatles. And so I was like... Oh, all right, let's go. So I started making a playlist of Beatles song and we just started singing and singing and singing and Ross, I think we missed a few turns and a 45-minute drive turned into over an hour and a longer drive and Ross was very patient but he was not a happy chappy. Um, but I got distracted and I think in life we can get distracted and it can cause us to miss the God turns, miss the roads that God has for us because and the God opportunities because we're distracted. Distractions can be like the lolly that the enemy entices us away from God with. Yeah, he can use distractions to entice us and um, take us away from what God has for us and from the safety of living in his purpose. 1 Peter 5 verse 8 says, Be sober-minded, be watchful. Your adversary, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion, seeking for someone to devour. Another translation says, Keep your mind clear. Be alert. God encourages us not to get caught up in distractions because the enemy uses distractions to pull us away from God, from our church family and from the purpose for our life, from his purpose for our lives. And the enemy doesn't want us living with God. He doesn't want us free. He doesn't want us filled with peace and hope. He wants us broken and hurting and still lost. You know, in the scary movies where I don't, don't watch scary movies, I don't encourage you to watch scary movies, I don't watch them anymore. But you know, in scary movies where it's always like they're walking and it's always the distracted one at the end that kind of gets taken by all the one that gets got. You know that? Don't go watch scary movies to check that out, just take my word for it. But it's always the distracted one that like gets, gets got. 
we do have an enemy who is looking for distracted Christians because they're easy prey, yeah? They're usually on the edge of the group or they've fallen behind. They're not on guard. They're not alert. Hebrews 12.2 says, Let us fix our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy set before Him endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Proverbs 4.25 says, Let your eyes look straight ahead. Fix your gaze directly before you. Give careful thought to the paths of your, of your feet and be steadfast in all your ways. Do not turn to the right or to the left. Keep your foot from evil. I want to encourage you, the key to combating distraction is devotion. Not just devotion to anything, but devotion to God. 1 Kings 8 says, Let your heart, therefore, be wholly devoted, wholly devoted to the Lord our God, to walk in His statutes and to keep His commandments as you are doing today. What does it mean to be wholly devoted? Wholly means completely, totally, with all parts. So with every part of you, wholly. Devoted means to be dedicated to, to give all or most of one's time or resources to. Yeah, to direct your attention to. And the Hebrew word for devotion is shalam, which means to be complete or sound. To be complete or sound. Yeah. What I understand from this is that when we devote ourselves to God, when we surrender to God, when we obey His Word and live our lives for Him, He completes us and He gives us a sound mind. A sound mind is a mind at peace. Yeah, a sound mind is a mind at peace. And tonight, if you are struggling with feeling distracted from the things of God, or if you're struggling with agitation or anxiety or nervousness, feeling like you're a bit mad, the way to peace is through devotion to Jesus, holy devotion, whole devotion to Jesus. I just want to encourage you with three simple things that will help you live a life devoted to God. And the first thing is this, is intimacy with God. To be devoted to God, we need to be building intimacy with Him. And we do this by setting time aside each day, every day, to be alone with Him, to be devoted to Him, getting to know Him, spending, his, um, spending time worshipping, talking to Him, reading His Word. And just like any normal other relationship, just we can't build intimacy if we don't actually spend time with each other. Proverbs 18.24 says, There is a friend that sticks closer than a brother. This proverb's talking about Jesus and it's talking about the relationship that he wants to have with us. One of intimacy and friendship. Not religion, not us earning ourselves, to, not, not having to do things to be right with him, but just intimacy and relationship. When Jesus died on the cross and rose again, He did everything He needed to do to make that relationship possible for us. And now all we have to do is devote ourselves to Him and spend time with Him. Reading the Word, worshipping, talking to Him, listening to Him. I love to, in the morning when I get up, just read a scripture and then I just go for a walk, put my worship on and just pray and worship Him and just let that scripture kind of meditate, just kind of sink into my heart. It is the most special time of my day because it's just where God just, I just feel like God's walking with me and the presence of God just is there. As well as putting some deliberate time aside to spend with Him, 
I think it's really important to just try and include God in your everyday moments, in your little moments when you're driving. Rather than thinking about God, talk to Him. Rather than praying, I mean, rather than worrying about something, pray to Him. Oh, I nearly knocked the water over. Ask God, what am I doing that's a distraction from you? Like actually spend time talking to him and actually asking God, what am I doing that's pulling me away from you? And what do you want me to do right now? What do you want me to focus on right now in this season? What we feed grows and what we starve dies. So feed your hunger for the eternal. The more time we spend with God, the hungrier hungrier we get for him. So I encourage you, spend more time doing things that grow your faith and starve your hunger for the things that distract you and pull yourself away from God. Limit them or stop them completely. It is not worth it. You are not worth it. Your eternity is not worth it. Your family's eternity is not worth it. Cut it off if it's pulling you away from God. I, um, George, Pastor George let us know about an app called um, Opal. Sometimes I can get distracted and a little bit caught up in my phone and just scrolling. And so um, if you struggle with that, there's a great app called Opal, which was really, really helpful, which actually puts limits on how much time I can spend on different things on my phone. If you need to do that, do it. It's important. It's really helpful. All right, the second thing that we need to be devoted to God is obedience to His Word. If we're devoted to God, we are devoted to obeying His Word. John 14 verse 15, Jesus says, If you love me, you will keep my commandments. I think our level of obedience to His Word reveals our true devotion. And as we grow in obedience to His Word, our devotion to Him grows too. We need to spend time in His Word, getting to know His Word, trying to, with the help of the Holy Spirit, start to live out His Word. We combat the worldly and the fleshy distractions by thinking on God's promises. Romans 12, 2 is one of my favourite and most used uh, scriptures, I think, that I declare. Don't be conformed to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by renewing your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, His good, pleasing and perfect will. Like we said, we live in a distracted world agitated and anxious. That's normal in our world. But we don't have to live like that. We actually can choose now to be changed by the Word of God. The third thing that we need to... to the third thing we need to live a devoted life is to be commit, committed to His house, a commitment to God's house. Psalm 92, 13, planted in the house of the Lord, they will flourish, flourish, not flourish, you won't flourish, you will flourish in the courts of our God. God so beautifully sets us in His church family. I've just gone to the top of my notes, so I'm just going to go back down to where I was. He so beautifully sets us in His family, yeah? So that we don't have to do this alone. We can't do this alone. But we need to choose to commit ourselves to, God, to God's house, the house that He has placed us in. And if our commitment to God's house is weak, then our devotion to God risks being weak as well. We as a church family are meant to stir each other on. We're meant to stir and sharpen each other, yeah? We need to surround ourselves with the right people. The people, um, people in our lives are going to either um, distract us and actually grow our hunger for the things of the world or they're going to actually grow our, things for the, the, grow our hunger for the things of God. I want to surround myself in God's house where my hunger for the things of God are going to be fed and stirred. Proverbs 27, 18, 27 verse 
verse 17 says, As iron sharpens iron, so a friend sharpens a friend. I want to encourage you, don't align yourself with distracted people. Hang out with people who are devoted to God so that you can sharpen each other and grow together in devotion. If you don't have great Christian friends who are stirring you on and who are sharpening you and, and, and you know, leading you and encouraging you closer to God, then start praying for God to give you friends that actually are going to do that. God might have a friend sitting here, right here in this room. But if you come to church late, sit by yourself and then rush off early, you might, you might very well be missing the very person or the very people that God has actually got here to be that friend and to stir you into everything that He has for you. We've got to come early. The Bible says, show yourself to be friendly. We want to show ourselves to be friendly, be a good friend and go and ask God, God, who have you got here? that actually you want me to connect with and that maybe I can stir them on and they can stir me, stir me on. Get support. You've got, we've got beautiful connect leaders, new Christian leaders, pastors, people that actually, if you went and asked, hey, could you help me? I'm, feeling, I'm getting a little bit distracted with this or I'm struggling with being pulled into this. There are so many people here that actually through their own testimony could really encourage you. Through things that have worked for them, things that have worked for, for different parts or different seasons in their lives or different challenges that they've had. If you just ask the question, it takes humility and vulnerability to actually go and approach someone and go, hey, could you help me? I'm struggling with this. Hey, what did you do when you struggled with that? What did you do when you felt the pull back into the world? Or when you kept getting invited by friends to go and party? What did you do? There's great people here that if you just ask, actually could share something very simple that could just help. Make church a non-negotiable. Weekly be in His house. When you want to, when you don't want to be, especially when you don't want to be here, you need to be here. Don't just attend, but like Pastor Jared said earlier, build. Start to get a part of it. Start serving, start giving, start to make this your home. When this becomes your home and, home and this is something that is yours, that you're a part of, your commitment skyrockets. Because it's not just something you attend, it's actually something that, right, I'm a part of this. God is using me here. There's a place for me here. Gosh, I need to be here. Not just for you. Your commitment to church is not just for you. It's actually for your kids, for their kids, for their kids. I'm so thankful for what God did last Friday night in my kids. We prepared, we came. Pastor Jared said we were going to camp out. So we're like, right, we're bringing pillows, pyjamas, snacks, blankets. Chase fell asleep straight away at the back. But the rest of the kids were down the front, absolutely being wrecked in the most beautiful way by the presence of God. They met with God. They met with God. And for three hours, they were just being ministered to. But I could have missed that if I, we could have missed that if Ross and I went, you know what, it's too late, we need to get, we need to get them home for bed. Routine is important, I get that as a parent, but actually, I want to actually live my life and I want to lead my kids into what is eternal. What has eternal significance? Not, okay, we need to get them home to bed because that's their routine. No. They would have missed out on experiencing and seeing God and experiencing actually the Holy Spirit and they were speaking in tongues, they were speaking. They would have missed that if we had have gone, you know what, nah. We need to be committed. When there's an opportunity to be in the house of God, be here, be here.
Really do your best to do these three things. Prioritise your intimacy with God. Obey His Word and strongly commit to His house. And you will be making an incredibly strong step in the direction of devotion away from distraction. I am not a super smart person. I'm not a super smart like theologian, intellectual. All we've done, all I've done, and I'm not at all perfect, but all I've done for the last 18, 20 years since we've been here is just try and do these things day by day, day by day. And my life is so different to where it should be if I... If I didn't, like God has done so many incredible things in my life, but it's not that hard. The gospel isn't that complicated. It's very simple. Devote yourself to God. Build your intimacy with Him. Obey His Word. Commit to His house. Very simple. And if we just day by day ask God to help you with that, grow in that, my gosh, you're going to wake up in 20 years' time or a year's time and go, gosh, the things that I was so distracted by, the things that kept pulling me and I kept being challenged by, oh, I'm not anymore. Yeah, there'll be new challenges, but actually God grows us so beautifully when we do that. So can I encourage you with that tonight? We're going to, we're going to what are we going to do? Worship. We're going to worship in a minute. But it's not simple, guys. Is that cool? All right, can we just stand and we are just going to worship together. Don't go anywhere. Just spend a moment just actually allowing God to minister to you in this time. Thank you so much for joining us online today. Really great to have you with us. And special thanks to those also who give online. Your generosity is making the way for others to hear the message of Jesus, both here in Australia and around the world. If you enjoyed today's message, I'd love to encourage you to share this message with a friend, a workmate, a family member. And let's believe together that it will powerfully impact their life for good in Jesus' name. If you're unable to be with us at one of our church locations, uh, both here in Australia and around the world, please join us online every Sunday for Global Heart at Home on YouTube. God bless and have a great week.